The Ford F-150 truck drives smart design forward. The standard 12-inch productivity screen helps you get what you need done too. And the available Pro-Access tailgate improves access to bed and cargo and utilization of the bed, including when towing a trailer. Together with a wider bumper step, it's easier to access the bed and load in tight spaces. An available Pro Power onboard serves as a mobile power source, providing up to 7.2 kilowatts of power to charge a bed full of electric dirt bikes or run an entire job site worth of tools. I'm still driving my 2016 F-150 truck and 90,000 miles in. As long as I keep it clean, it honestly still looks brand new. I've taken it down snow-covered forest service roads, taken it out camping, put a ton of miles on it on the freeway, had five adults in the cabin for long trips, and it's been great everywhere. Super dependable. I still love the way it looks, nice and rugged design, but with a super comfortable interior. And I'm still very happy with the quality sound system and heated seats. And since I bought my 2016 F-150 truck, the list of standard amenities that make a truck feel like a luxury vehicle have only grown. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You ever think about how dumb, lazy fucks used to just die in the pre-industrialized, non-welfare state world of yesteryear? I do. When pioneers were settled in the West, uh, they either grew some crops, you know, shot some deer, built their cabin, chopped some firewood, opened a tavern in the local town, sold their sweet ass for cash in a local brothel, supported themselves through some other working means, or they fucking died. There was no government-subsidized housing with central AC and food stamps for tasty vittles from the local Kroger or Safeway. And look, I'm not against the impoverished, but it's never been easier for the least motivated members of society to stay alive. I think that's a fact, at least in my mind. And when people stay alive, on average, they tend to have kids. We've never had so many lazy, willfully ignorant fucks popping out more lazy, willfully ignorant fucks before in human history. I think based on that and the fact that modern medicine is keeping the physically weakest members uh, of our species alive when they would have died in any other era, uh, that's creating the bottom rungs of our socioeconomic ladder to become more crowded than they've ever been before with dummies who are growing greater in numbers than ever before. But I don't know. That's, that's just me in my head. That's what I think. Uh, let, let, let's hope I'm wrong. And let's find out as we answer an incredibly important question in this idiotic edition of Time Suck. Is we getting dumberest? You're listening to Time Suck. Is humanity actually getting stupider overall? Are we getting dumberest? Are we heading toward Mike Judge's idiocracy? Uh, maybe. That, that movie was brought up a lot during this last presidential uh, election by myself and a lot of other people. If you're not familiar with it, it's Mike Judge, the, the creator of Beavis and Butthead, Office Space, um, Silicon Valley on HBO. In 2006, he, he barely kind of uh, got out uh, a, a satirical comedy about a future 500 years from now. I say just barely because there's a lot of studio drama behind it where the studio thought it would piss people off, I think, too much or that it wouldn't uh, be commercial enough, which is very ironic if you've seen this movie, and he had really had to fight to get the movie released. 
It's become a cult classic now, but it's about the future 500 years from now where, where cultural anti-intellectualism and increasing dependence on ad-driven commercialism uh, and the, the, the lower rungs of the socioeconomic ladder having much more kids than the higher rungs, uh, this all combines to form this population of consumeristic fucking idiots. And, it, and it's uh, starting to feel like a documentary uh, more than uh, about the president, more than a uh, satirical look at the future. And uh, a lot of people, or I guess I joke around about a lot of stupid people, and, and I, and I kind of casually assume that we are getting dumber and that dumber people, you know, have more kids, blah, blah, blah. But, but is this all just in my head? Is this all, am I just, you know, I like this movie, so I'm agreeing with some of these things. It's not like it was, you know, a piece of scientific research. It is just a film. Um, and, and, but this is something I've wondered a lot about for a long time. And now thanks to this podcast, uh, I'm going to get to the bottom of some shit. Figure out if we are, in fact, getting dumber. I started off doing my research for this uh, episode by just typing, are we getting, into my Google search bar, and dumber was the fourth thing to come up. Are we getting dumber was the fourth thing. Uh, the first article, when you do decide to click on are we getting dumber, is from the Huffington Post, and it cites uh, uh, this, this study that was done uh, in Intelligence Magazine, how aptly titled, that asserts that the average Westerner, those from Western Europe or colonies settled by Western Europeans, have lost 14 IQ points since the Victorian era, which is a substantial amount of IQ. And the study that was also broken down in For- Forbes magazine, uh, the, the way they decided to figure this out, they used a metric value uh, or uh, the metric they kind of used rather than, you know, comprehensive IQ test scores, uh, which, which kind of vary through different ages, so it's hard to get you know, a, a strong comparison from one, of the, from one of the next. What they did was they, they studied uh, uh, reaction times because they feel like basically re- reaction times do correlate to general intelligence. In, in psychological kind of uh, parlance, the study of reaction times is called mental chronometry, and basically if you participated in a mental chronometry study, you're presented a stimulus, like a flashing blue light on a monitor. And you're asked to react to the stimulus as quickly as possible. So, you know, as, as soon as you fucking see the stimulus, you know, you hit a bell. Or you say, got it. Or, fuck, fuck yeah. You know, <laughs> whatever. And, you know, and, and then it measures your reaction time. And basically our reaction times have gotten substantially slower. But this, uh, this study uh, does just, you know, reference Westerners. So I started to wonder, well, is it, is it the whole world or is it just Western society that's kind of on the intellectual decline? Like, are we getting dumber overall? Or, 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 or is America specifically, like, how do we compare to the rest of the world and to the rest of Westerners? Uh, in short, not great. Not great. A 2016 study of the most intelligent countries in the world based on average IQ does not include the U.S. Uh, the top five are Hong Kong, which isn't even technically uh, a country, but it does operate somewhat independently from China. Average IQ of 108. South Korea, Japan, Taiwan, also not technically a country, but only because China's being a dick and not letting them leave. Uh, and Singapore, that's the top five, uh, all non-Western nations, uh, although I mean, Hong Kong was under British control for many years. But in all fairness, uh, the bottom half of the top ten were all in Europe. Netherlands, Italy, Germany, Austria, and Sweden. And then in a separate 2015 BBC study I found, ranking the world's nations on science and mathematics acumen, the U.S. ranks 28th. Latvia and Slovenia both ranked higher than us on that list. And until reading that study, uh, I forgot that those two places were countries. Why? Because I'm an American. So why aren't we smarter? You know, I feel like most Americans assume that we're the smartest people in the world. I think there's a certain cultural arrogance we carry around. And I think we do so because of how our entertainment culture has influenced the rest of the world and because of our military might. That's my hypothesis, backed up by no study. 
But much of the rest of the world, you know, they, they do want to dress like us. They want to watch our movies, you know, TV shows. They want to travel to our country or live here. No one wants to fucking start a war with us. So, you know, we must be the best and the brightest, right? Well, the studies disagree. And I wondered if it's because we're less educated than some of the other nations ahead of us on these lists. And no, uh, when you look up the most educated nations in the world, the U.S. does crack the top ten. Uh, in a World Economic Forum study cited by Business Insider, the U.S. is ranked number eight on the list of the most educated nations of the world. Quote, a large proportion of adults in America, 43%, have a university education. That is the fifth highest proportion in the Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development, an intergovernmental group of 34 developed, i.e. Western countries. Number one on that list is uh, Singapore. Fucking Singapore, man. Might have to do a time suck on those sons of bitches. Apparently they're smart as shit, and I don't know anything about them. So, so does our education system then need to be improved? If we're educated but not smart, I think it does. Personally, I think there's a poor attitude towards education in this country, especially in like rural areas. I think part of it's funding, part of it's the nature of our current educational system. Uh, I'm going to get into that. Part of it's a, a culture that looks down on people who speak proper English and are intellectually curious. Uh, I'm, I'm from an area like that, you know, where you start using too many fancy words, and you definitely get this vibe from people of like, e- easy, easy, college boy. You know, it rubs people the wrong way because uh, a lot of those people are willfully ignorant, and, you know, it's fucking annoying. I uh, grew up around some of these people. My, uh, my grandma, my dad's side, is a, uh, she was a passed away, but she was a wife of a Pentecostal minister, my grandpa, her whole life. And, uh, and, you know, when I learned from an early age that Christian fundamentalism and intellectualism tend not to correlate well with one another. My grandma tried to talk me out of going to college. I was the first person in my extended family to ever go to college. I got a scholarship academically to Gonzaga, and she was like, don't go. She said, quote, Catholics destroyed the Bible, and they're all going to hell, Danny. I remember that so vividly. Seriously, this is the same fucking woman, by the way, who tried to make my gay uncle my obviously gay from the time he was a kid uncle or repent his entire life as he died of AIDS in a San Francisco hospital because it was, you know, he was, he was living in sin. Uh, same woman who, along with her, you know, pastor husband, convinced my dad and his brothers not to go to college because the rapture was coming and the world wouldn't even exist by 1980 and you don't want to fucking learn that college filth, that scientific anti-biblical shit. Uh-uh. Not if you want to go see the Jesus. Uh, well, obviously, uh, 1980... Uh, you know, it didn't. The, the world didn't end, <laughs> and uh, and now you know why I get fucking angry about this stuff. I just I just grew up in a lot of ignorance in some ways, and uh, super fucking annoying, super fucking annoying. And it's you know it, it, I see it all over the place, touring around the country, just people who are just truly anti-intellectual in nature, which is just such a weird way to fucking live in my mind. It's like why wouldn't you be curious about the world? But obviously, I I uh, I uh, you know tend to be more curious than others, or I wouldn't have started this podcast or more curious than some that sounded cocky and i do think a lot of our, our schools are underfunded uh i know this based on my sister being a teacher in idaho there's you know she's dealing with constant budget cutbacks you know they're squeezing more kids into smaller craft classrooms always pressure to get kids past certain tests you know these standardized tests so they can keep getting funding which is kind of a, it fucks up uh, uh learning for a lot of kids because what happens is the teachers so they don't get fired because they're graded on how well their kids do they end up having to focus on the, you know, three, four, five kids who are struggling the most in class to bring their scores up to passing to, to hit certain quotas. And, and when they do that, they don't have the, the energy and the time then to, to focus on nourishing the intellectual curious kids in the classroom because those kids are going to pass the test. So, you know, all right, don't need to spend time with them. Got to focus on these other kids. And then the ones who are then curious don't have that curiosity nurtured. And, you know, and sometimes when it's not nurtured, it fucking goes away. 
and uh, and our and our IQ test drop, and we fucking hear about it on this podcast. Uh, and and I see the stuff in my kids' classes firsthand too. You know, I, I volunteer in my kids' classes. Uh, my daughter, she's uh, in third grade, and I go to her class. And there's this one kid who I've you know seen ever since you know kindergarten, who hogs up about fifty percent of the teacher's time. He's a sweet kid, but he's a little fucking nuts. Constantly has to be redirected for behavioral problems. He's always getting sent to the principal's office like like a couple times a day for doing shit that I've witnessed, like throwing himself down in a temper tantrum, like bawling on the floor, squirming around because someone looked at him wrong or because he's feeling off or because, you know, someone wouldn't was not playing with him at recess. And then, you know, he gets taken out in the hall and talked to, gets sent down to the principal's office. They send him back. They never do shit. If, man, when I was a kid... That little fucker, they would have grabbed him. I mean, I feel bad. He's clearly got some problems. But he would have been fucking drugged by the goddamn ear to the principal's office. You know, his parents would have been brought in. He would have been given detention. He would have been talked about suspending him. You know, he probably would have got beat at home. And then, you know, next time he's thinking about throwing himself down on the floor and disrupting, you know, fucking math facts, kind of fucking think twice about the, about the consequences. There's way less consequences for kids being dicks than ever before, and it's fucking us up. Uh, but anyway, those days are gone, man. And I'm sure in some ways it's good that, you know, kids aren't being beat as much as they used to. But I do think it's bad in other ways, you know. I, I was disruptive when I was uh, in school. And I remember one time I got, you know, drug out into the hall. got my desk put in, in, in the hall. I had to stay there for a few days. Like, literally, like, <laughs> separated, ostracized from my classmates because I wouldn't stop talking to them. And, you know, and then I shut the fuck up a little bit more when I got back in class. Or was at least sneakier about it. Not as disruptive. Well played, Mrs. Williamson. So... Uh, let's dig into this, uh, further, our education system. I found some studies kind of based on what I'm talking about, like that compared our education to the rest of the world. And the best study I found, I love this one so much. This is on a website called seethroughedu.com. It's a project of the Texas Public Policy Foundation written by this guy, Richard Vetter, who I love. And, uh, it's it's talking about like, uh, why Americans are, are getting dumber. And one of America's foremost testing agencies, the Educational Testing Service, has released a new report that is incredibly sobering. This is Richard's article here. I'm reading, quoting, demonstrating that adult Americans, regardless of educational attainment, are, as a group, less literate with respect to both words and numbers and less capable of solving problems than counterparts throughout the industrialized world. Moreover, if anything, the problem has worsened over time despite the fact that the formal levels of education attainment have risen. We have more schooling than ever, but are, relatively speaking, clueless about the most basic knowledge needed to communicate and make decisions in a complex market economy. We are doing less with more. Learning per year of school is almost certainly falling with respect to the most basic forms of knowledge needed to cope in an advanced economy. Moreover, the millennials, those born after 1980, despite their higher levels of schooling as opposed to learning, know less than their elders. To be a bit harsh, in America, the dumb are becoming dumber end quote i fucking love that so much i love the i love the quote millennials despite higher levels of schooling no less than their elders i couldn't agree more i'm kind of on the borderline of being a millennial there and you know my grandpa uh, and my elderly neighbor neighbor jim these uh, baby boomer boomers they're cut from a different cloth than any guy i know like my age or younger you know these guys know how to invest they know what kind of work ethic it takes to succeed they know how to save know how to fix shit around the house know how to use power tools you know my grandpa built his own rental properties in the 60s and 70s on the weekends away from the sawmill he was working at. He, you know, to this day, cuts down his own firewood, fucking chainsaw, axe, and all that shit. My, my 70-year-old, you know, neighbor was talking to me yesterday about building his own fucking boat dock. 
giving me tips on tax breaks I can get, you know, because he pays attention to that shit and actually reads the paper. Nobody I know my age or younger would know anything about any of that stuff. I built a fucking tree fort this past year, and my friends acted like I was goddamn Bob Villa. Uh, some reference from even old for me. <laughs> like I was a licensed general contractor, you know? So basically, like, you know, he's saying, like, people are getting educated, but what are they actually learning? Anything useful? Any basic life skills, you know? I think, I, I'm jumping off of that, I think also a, a fucking common sense class should be taught at school. Or like a manners, you know, at least. Don't, don't do this. Don't be a dick in this situation. Don't act like a fucking shithead in this situation. That'd be nice. So anyway, dumber than our first world peers. Uh, peers, yeah. On to the specifics. Looking at 23 cohorts from different countries, or in a few cases, parts of countries, the U.S. millennials ranked last. And this is still that same, same uh, uh, guy. Last in numeracy, along with Italy and Spain, as well as in problem-solving and technology-rich environments. The youngest examined, those 16 to 24 years of age, ranked dead last in numeracy, uh, along with Italy. Even our, quote, best and brightest fared portly, looking at numeracy, which is the ability to understand and work with numbers, you know, like practical math. The scores of Americans aged 16 to 34 years ranked in the top 10 percentile of U.S. students taking the test. The score of 323 was statistically and significantly below the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development average of 334, even more below that of such industrial competitors as neighboring Canada, 336, Japan, 342, or Sweden, 346. You know, the Americans' uh, scores are, are, you know, uh, only slightly better with respect to literacy and problem solving. So, yeah, so the American dumb are dumber than ever before. Uh, and even, and sorry about that ding. I forgot to turn off uh, part of my computer. Uh, e- even worse are those in the bottom 10th percentile. The U.S. numeracy scores for that group, uh, 16 to 34, were the lowest in the world. This is the scariest kind of thing I read about, you know, the heading towards idiocracy. Like, uh, the, basically, like, our dumbest people are dumber than they've ever been before, you know? Uh, borrowing from Charles Murray, uh, he says, we are a nation that is, quote, coming apart. The educational gaps are growing along with the income gaps, and increasingly the rich and poor literally try to avoid each other, witness the rise of gated communities. So basically, you know, again, he's saying the dumbest are the dumbest they've ever been before. And, and I do feel uh, that to be true. I feel like I see, you know, uh, amongst some of our population, a little more dead in the eyes, a little more slack in the jaw recently. You know, I've done some free ticket show nights at comedy clubs where uh, job integrity is the only thing keeping me from just walking off the stage because I'm so fucking frustrated with how much I have to slow down what I say to get people to understand what the fuck I'm talking about. You know, I've taken a policy lately of having hecklers just tossed out instead of trying to reason with them because I used to think they were just being assholes, being disruptive in the show. But no, they literally just don't know how to fucking act. They are, they are just been so willfully ignorant their entire lives and no one, no parents or teachers, you know, were able to take the enough time to fucking educate them the right way about how to behave in the world that they, you can't even reason with them. You can't even, like, you know, somebody be talking in the front row of a comedy show openly, like they're, like they're at home, like full volume, or like on the phone, and I will gently be like, hey, hey, what's going on? Just kind of, just talk to them, and they, and they will just look back at me like, what the fuck is happening? How dare you single me out? And then I'll be like, hey, could you, you know, you're, you're disrupting the people around you, could you maybe just kind of quiet down? And just so much attitude. One lady I did that with immediately just flipped me off. Ah, and I had that bitch thrown out. Ridiculous. All right, let's get back, let's get back to, to Richard, though. Uh, now he gets into the why, why this stuff is happening. He says, he says, why is America doing poorly? It is not lack of money. Our spending per pupil levels compare favorably at the K-12 levels, and we blow the world away in per-student higher education spending. 
That's huge. We blow the rest of the world away in how much money we spend per student uh, for college kids. And uh, he thinks the answer, though, of why all that money is being wasted uh, relates to a growing disdain for learning facts, basic concepts, etc. It has reflected the collegiate level in a decline in the relative importance of general education and of core liberal arts type learning. The self-esteem movement and the idea that we should say anything hurtful to students is a further manifestation that education is increasingly viewed as less about learning and more about feelings. Fuck yeah, Richard. Can I call you dick? Can I call, can I call you dick? I think I can. Loving everything you're saying, Dick. This article alone has better material in it than 50% of comics working in the road right now. Just God damn it. This culture of everyone being a winner, no matter how much they fucking suck, is not helping things. That's not going to create a good future for us. It's ridiculous. That's not how the world is supposed to work. You know, everybody doesn't get fucking born equal. Everybody doesn't get to be the fucking president or an astronaut. That's fucking idiotic. I hate it so much. My son played soccer for six years on these little soccer teams. And each year, uh, we realized, after watching many games and practices with more certainty, that he was not good at soccer. But because he always got the same medal, everyone else did the same praise, he thought he was fucking amazing. Finally, I couldn't take it. I broke it down for him. I just watched a game where his team, easily the worst team in the league, lost yet again by a wide margin. And he had sat on the bench for most of the game. You know, just kind of space cadet when he was playing the game. You know, no goals. Made no stops, no assists, nothing meaningful. After the game, I asked him if he still wanted to be a professional soccer player when he grew up. Because at the time, he, he thought he wanted to be Lionel Messi. And he said he did. And I was like, okay. And I asked him how he thought he did that day. And he said, oh, I think I did great. I think we did great. And then we had a little talk about reality. I'm like, we need to talk about great, what great means. Getting your ass beat again, being the worst team in the league, not great. All right? It's contributing nothing to the, to the team, not great. I told him, uh, you know, if he wants to be great, I'll help him, you know, but it takes a lot of sacrifice. You know, you got to practice for hours a day, push harder in games, be more aggressive, blah, 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 you know, all that kind of shit. I told him, you know, his soccer idol, Lionel Messi, sacrificed his childhood for soccer, practiced for hours, day after day after day, constantly to become, you know, who he is now. You know, six years into soccer, Kyler had practiced about a total of two hours with me, total, at my urging, uh, you know, at my insistence, zero minutes on his own. And he was basically just had this moment of clarity. He was like, ah, shit. Really? I got to fucking work this to get to make millions of dollars? I don't just show up and get a fucking medal for everything I do? Goddamn. Okay, maybe I don't want to do that. You know, and since then, we start talking about wanting to do things. I do try and encourage him and not be too adult. But at the same time, he's getting really into something. And I'm like, all right, well, just, just so you know, here's what, you know, being a baker would look like. And, you know, and then you don't get to just, you know, walk out of baker school. <laughs> And have your own successful bakery. It's going to be a lot of hard work. It's going to be long hours. You're not going to have your own health insurance. I mean, you know, he's a smart kid. He's only he's about to turn 11. So some people might think that's a bit much for a kid. But, you know, I, I just am mad that no one had those talks with me when I was growing up. You know, at Gonzaga, you know, where I spent, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to get this psychology degree that isn't worth fucking wiping my ass with, you know, as far as, you know, economically. My guidance counselor never was like, hey, man, what are you going to fucking do with this, dummy? What are you going to do with a liberal arts bachelor degree, you fucking jackass? How are you going to get a job with that? You know, where are you going to work? I'll tell you. Fucking nowhere. Or, you know, you're going to have to go to grad school and take out even more loans, and then you're going to maybe get a job making this much a year. Colleges don't want to do that because it's not in their interest. Because if they fucking did that, people would be like, ah, shit, maybe I shouldn't take out all these loans and put myself in debt, getting a degree that's not going to pay itself off. You know, but that's because, you know, colleges become fucking businesses, you know, just not unlike Walmart. Walmart wants to sell you candy toys and questionable meats. 
Your local liberal arts college wants to sell you fucking hopes and dreams based on 19th century English literature and human ecology. And then they're going to hang you out to fucking dry in the cold, hard winds of student loan debt. Fucking savages. But I, I, I got distracted there. That was not planned. Ah, okay. But there's a more fundamental problem. In America, education is, uh, quote, of adults, by adults, and for adults. This is still going with, uh, with Dick. This is rent-seeking educators at all levels, uh-huh, including universities, are more interested in maximizing their wealth, their prestige, their power, their social standing. At the K-12 level, unionized teachers fight innovation, educational choice, and rewarding people on achievement rather than longevity. Professors work on trivial research that will get them promotions and lower teaching loads rather than on mentoring students. University presidents are more relentless money grabbers than moral and intellectual leaders, more like prostitutes without the sex appeal than soccer... Socratic wise persons. Grandchildren of the greatest generation, we are the most selfish generation, running up debts that our kids will have to pay, avoiding hard decisions to rein in unsustainable entitlements, and an education worried more about teaching loads and our perks than the learning of the next generation. Shame. God damn, Dick, I love what you do. And again, that's Richard Vetter, directs the Center for College Affordability and Productivity, teaches at Ohio University, and is the adjunct scholar at the American Enterprise Institute. Fucking dick, wherever you are. I hope you hear about this podcast and I hope you come to a show. I'd love to buy you a drink and then proceed to verbally shit all over the edit masses. So basically, all that stuff, you know, just talking about college does not equal smart. And, and, and I can speak to that firsthand as someone who went to college, you know, got a degree that's not really useful. And also, I did a, a couple hundred shows at colleges for a while. And in my late 20s, I was doing these college circuits. And I was just constantly disappointed with the overall intellectualism of the students I was working with. Just as far as, like, practical, basic stuff. Like, I remember one time, you know, th- these kids booked me to do a college where they paid me, you know, uh, way too much money. And, and, I'm, and I'm coming in to their school to do a show for the students, you know, this getting paid out of, you know, the money that comes from their tuition. And they had seen me perform on a stage in front of several hundred people with the lighting right and the sound right. And, and, and people asked to be quiet and turn their phones off. And then I get to their school, and they put me in a cafeteria with no stage, no lights, shitty little Radio Shack mic that literally they just planted in between uh, some round tables in the middle of a study-slash-eating area, did not promote the show. So the few students there were just people studying and or eating who were like, what the fuck is that guy? Why does he have a mic? You know, it's like I just, you know, guerrilla comedy, like I just, you know, decided to sabotage their study environments. And even better, there was a, a fucking uh, empty auditorium on the floor above us, directly above us. I asked them, like, well, why can't we just set up in there? At least the people who then come to the show could get a decent show. And they were like, no, nah, that spot was reserved. And I'm like, oh, so someone's using it? And they were like, no. Here's what happened. Somebody had reserved that spot like eight months earlier then canceled a few months later, and because of some weird fucking red tape bullshit uh, uh, technicality, it was still technically under the domain of whoever organization had reserved that, and then their organization couldn't use it, even though everybody knew no one was using it. What a fucking typical, just ivory tower, fucking idiotic academic thing to do, which is so ironic, because that's supposed to be where we're getting smarter. But, you know, and, and I stopped doing college shows because of the PC bullshit. People get so fucking offended, which is like, it's ridiculous, man. You're, you're, you should be going to college to open your fucking minds. Not be, you know, uh, you know, spoon-fed safe little things like a sad little fucking pussy. That's what we're fucking raising in America. Sad little pussies. The United States of sad little pussies. Oh. Well, anyway, 
<clears throat> not everyone agrees with Richard and I. Some people think that you, you don't need to know everything, you know, uh, about certain subjects to be, quote, intelligent. Some people think it's okay to be less curious about the world than, you know, people were before. What does it matter in the end? We're just going to die, right? You know? What do I, why do I need to know foreign policy? Why can't I just, you know, know how to do whatever my specific job is? I can answer the phone as a telemarketer, and then that's all I need to fucking know, and I know how to turn the TV on at home. Well, you know why? Because you, because you end up sounding like such a fucking piece of shit idiot. Uh, <laughs> I want to I show you what, what happens when you live that way. This is uh, a, a YouTube video that, that an Australian uh, journalist did, uh, and it's titled, This is Why People Think Americans Are Stupid. Oh, my God. Check this out. Check this the questions he's a- asking just random Americans and the answers they're giving. What's the religion of Israel? Israeli. Muslim. Islamic. Catholic, probably. What religion are Buddhist monks? Buddhist monks. Buddhist monks. Buddhist monks. Islamic. I don't know. Who won the Vietnam War? We did. Uh, and who was... <laughs> Wait, were we even in the Vietnam War? Okay, good. <laughs> who is Fidel Castro? A singer. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no sides. One. What is the currency? There's no, <laughs> there's no sides. And these aren't, these people, if you watch, if you just, you know, again, this is why people think Americans are stupid. Just put that in YouTube. They don't look stupid. They just look like, you know, your average American. Holy shit, man. Israeli, how do you not know the Jewish people there? How do you not know that we were in Vietnam? How do you not know that a Buddhist monk is fucking Buddhist? Oh, you, you, you get like that if you're not intellectually curious. And there has been a long uh, tradition of anti-intellectualism in America. This is from a Psychology Today article. Uh, unlike most other Western countries, and I can speak to that, traveling around, doing comedy abroad. I mean, the rest of the world, uh, you know, as far as Europe and like Canada, like South Africa, much, much, much more curious about what's going on outside their own communities than we tend to be. Uh, Richard Hofstadter, who won a Pulitzer Prize in 1964 for his book, Anti-Intellectualism in American Life, describes how the vast underlying foundations of anti-elite, anti-reason, and anti-science have been infused into America's political and social fabric. Famous science, science fiction writer Isaac Asimov once said, quote, There is a cult of ignorance in the United States, and there always has been. The strain of anti-intellectualism has been a constant thread winding its way <laughs> through our political and cultural life, nurtured by the false notion that democracy means that my ignorance is just as good as your knowledge. I love that quote. My ignorance is just as good as your knowledge. Willfully ignorant. And you know, and if you, and if you, <clears throat> excuse me, keep just, you know, pushing willful ignorance 500 years in the future, you could end up with uh, something like this. This is my favorite scene from Idiocracy where Luke Wilson, uh, his character goes to uh, find out what, where he is. He doesn't understand he's in the future yet. He thinks he's just suffering some uh, side effects from the drugs that they use to kind of put him under to allow him to hibernate until the future. And he goes to see a doctor played by Justin Long. And check this out. Hey. How's that? Yeah, right. Uh, well, not so good. You know, I, I don't really know what's going on, but I'm seeing things. I think it might be because of these drugs the Army put me on. But if you could uh, just get me well enough to get back to base. Right. <laughs> Kick ass. Well, <laughs> don't want to sound like a dick or nothing, but uh, it says on your chart that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. <laughs> what I do is just like, like you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm serious here. 
<laughs> Don't worry, Skrull. Now there are plenty of Tards out there living really kick-ass lives. My first wife was Tarded. She's a pilot now. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's so funny to me. Don't worry, Skrull. There's plenty of Tards out there living a kick-ass life. <laughs> ah, that seems to be where we're heading from all this stuff. Oh, oh, before we get out, I want to I want to dig into some uh, to some more stats here. Just kind of going with what I'm going. This is from another Psychology Today Today, ah, today article. Check check this out. Uh, backing up Mike Judge's premise that we're heading in this direction. After leading the world for decades in 25 to 34 year olds with university degrees, the U.S. is now in 12th place. The World Economic Forum ranked the U.S. at 52nd among 139 nations in the quality of its university math and science instruction. Yep. So, uh, you know, just the quality of, of education is going down, and it's starting to go down as far as, like, uh, our, our youth, how many people are actually even getting the shitty degrees. Uh, the Oklahoma Council of Public Affairs commissioned a civic education poll amongst public students. A surprising 77% did not know who George Washington was, did not know he was the first president. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> that's, that is amazing to me. According to the National Research Council report, only 28% of high school science teachers consistently follow the National Research Council guidelines on teaching evolution. 13% of those teachers explicitly advocate creationism. Are you fucking kidding me? Separation of church and state, fucking idiots. Uh, 18% of Americans still believe that the sun revolves around the earth, according to a Gallup poll. All right, now I, you know, I hear that. I understand how shit like a flat earth theory takes flight. Flat Earth Theory, uh, oh my god, uh, that's a whole other time suck. It's basically people who just believe that, yeah, the Earth is a fucking flat disk. It's a flat disk with the Arctic Circle in the center and Antarctica, 150-foot tall wall of ice around the rim. This is a fucking giant fuck you to all astronaut and space exploration. So all, all those pictures were fabricated. Okay, idiots, run with that. Uh, according to the National Endowment for the Arts report in 1982, 82% of college graduates read novels or poems for pleasure. Two decades later, only 67% did. Readership is going down. That is not good. The closing paragraph of the Psychology Today article, written by Ray Williams, president of a firm based in Vancouver that provides executives, coaching, and professional speaking services, and an author of various business literature, he says, quote, I love this, I love this quote. We're creating a world of dummies. Angry dummies who feel they have the right, the authority, and the need not only to commit to comment on everything, but to make sure their voice is heard above the rest. And to drag down any opposing views through personal attacks, loud repetition, and confrontation. I fucking love you, Ray. He sounds like he's talking about Trump there, but he actually wasn't. That came out before him, before the election. God damn it. You, me, and Dick need to have a loud, angry dinner full of steak, whiskey, and blatant disregard for the lives of the general population. And by the way, I'm not, I don't want it to come across like I think I'm some genius in this. I, I do just have intellectual curiosity. You know, I do think that knowledge is power. And, you know, and, and unlike uh, a lot of Americans, you know, on the kind of politics thing I just referenced, I don't want a president who's just like me. I want a president who's way fucking smarter than me. And I'm amazed how many people don't seem to want that. And that's not a comment on Hillary, by the way. Uh, I'm not even going to get into the election. Other than I do think Trump is a fucking pompous jackass. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just, just him. Forget the election. Just him as a per, like pre-election from the fucking reality show he was on. I was always like, fuck that asshole. But, you know, people love him because he fucking says what they think. Oh, goddamn. Help us all. Help us all. So uh, uh, another theory about intelligence is that, though, uh, kind of like what that last guy was, was touching on there at the end about the, the angry voices drowning other people, 
does it just seem like we're getting dumber, you know, thanks to living in the social media and YouTube era? You know, we've never been so con continually exposed to, to, idiot, to ignorant comments. And this is uh, on an, uh, from a, a cool article I found on the makeuseof.com. Uh, it says, last but not least, it is plausible that idiots just have more opportunities to be heard than ever before. To compound this, the prevalence of smartphones that are capable of excellent photo and or video documentation of just about anything makes it pretty difficult to hide the stupid things that we do. Within the social media era, the opportunity to say or do something stupid and watch in horror as other people find it is at an all-time high. Even if they don't find you directly, there's syndication through social media channels and major publications, as well as the near certainty of your stupid act indexed by Google. And it says, don't feed the trolls. Trolls dominate the Internet. At least some of the credit for our overall perception of dwindling intelligence in an online setting has to be attributed to trolls. More often than not, trolls like to light a fire by saying something stupid or argumentative comments that they might not even agree with and then retreat so they can admire their handiwork from a distance. Now, I think based on what I've learned during the research of this podcast is that we are, in fact, getting dumber, and social media and YouTube are just constantly reminding us and exposing that. Uh, but why? Why are we getting dumber? Are there factors other than education system that needs to be fixed and a growing cultural disposition to anti-intellectualism? Yes, there's another huge fucking factor. The basic premise for idiocracy, and that's that stupid people are having more kids than smart people, and over time, that trend is dumbing down the gene pool. Researchers of various intelligence-related studies tend to believe that the drop is related to, in intelligence, uh, dysgenic fertility, and that's jargon for the theory that smarter people have fewer kids. And there is science to back this up. Like one study, which was conducted by... Uh, uh, Satoshi Kansawa, a researcher at the London School of Economics, found that a woman's urge to have kids decreased by a quarter for every 15 extra IQ points. Uh, I buy it. Growing up in a small Idaho town, some of the dumbest families in town had four, five, six kids. The four best teachers I had there, by far the most intellectually curious people I knew growing up, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Bagley, Mr. and Mrs. Uptergrove, zero kids between those two, uh, uh, between those two couples. I'll also never forget as a Gonzaga professor encouraging me and my classmates to have kids for the same reason. He just said it in class. He's like, dumb people are going to have kids. You know, you guys, you know, you, you, you students, not again that we're the smartest people ever, but he said, you guys need to have kids to balance it out. And this is a Catholic priest saying this, uh, who ironically, you know, uh, had zero fucking kids because he's a priest, you know. God, God damn it. God help us all. All right. Well, now that you know we're, we're doomed to be dum-dums, let's recap the most important points we made about general stupidity with some top five takeaways. Time suck. Top five takeaways. Number one, watch Idiocracy. So good. So sad how plausible that satire really is becoming, but so good. Number two, Ray Williams believes we've created a world of, quote, angry dummies, and God damn it, so do I. I, I, I just hope I'm, you know, either not one of them or I'm dumb enough to, to never figure out that I am one of them. Number three, extremely intelligent women are much, much, much less likely to want to waltz around with a toddler stuck to their nip than the truck stop janitor who already has three kids and wouldn't mind four more. Fuck. Number four, 77% of Oklahoma public stool, school students don't know who George Washington is, which makes me wonder how the Flaming Lips ever made it as an art rock musicians in that state. The other 27 or 23% of that population must be incredibly supportive. And number five, dumb people are having more kids than the rest of us. So if you're intelligent and don't want to be part of the problem, have kids yourself. Or there's only one other option, kill some dumb people before they can breed. Time suck. Top five takeaways. Oh, well, hopefully this wasn't too depressing, this episode. I was very uh, passionate about it, something that fascinates me. Uh, excuse me, a little sad, 
to find out some of the stuff I did. But not surprised. You know, I'm not surprised. You know, I, I, it's funny. I kept thinking back to my days as a personal trainer before comedy uh, about this anti-intellectualism kind of concept in our country. And I would just get so frustrated with clients who they didn't want to hear the truth because the truth isn't often easy. They, they didn't want to hear that if they wanted to lose weight, they needed to work out consistently and strenuously. You know, they needed to challenge themselves, change their workouts around, need to break down muscle fibers so they burn calories rebuilding them, need to get their heart rate elevated for a certain amount of time to keep burning calories after they left the gym. They needed to eat balanced meals and not just have empty carbs late at night, and they didn't want to fucking hear that. They wanted a supplement. They literally wanted just a pill. Just give me a pill that makes me have a six-pack. Give me a pill, you know, that makes me look the way I want to do. And, and I feel like that's a good kind of anecdote for, for our culture in some ways, where it's like, I don't want to dig into politics. I don't want to dig into economics. Give me a fucking pill. Give me, give me a pill that lets me shut my mind off and just, you know, not, not dig into any things and just kind of make it through the day. <laughs> and, uh... Uh, you know, it's, it, it is, it is frustrating. It is frustrating. Um, and, and it's funny, this is coming from somebody who's worked on a lot of dumb projects. You know, I hosted some dumb shows on the Playboy channel. I was a panelist for three seasons of a show called the world's dumbest on true TV. And there's a lot of mindless entertainment out there and, and I'm not totally against it. You know, it's, uh, I, I think it has a place, it has value, but it shouldn't be all you do. You know, it's just, uh, kind of, you know, <laughs> LCD lowest common denominator things, you know? You know, it's like, it's like have a milkshake. I love a milkshake, but I don't want to only have milkshakes. I don't want to only have pie. You know, I like video games, but I don't want to only play the PS4. Sometimes read a book, watch a documentary. But most importantly, you keep listening to this goddamn podcast. Keep listening to Time Suck, Time Suckers. I love you guys. I love that you're curious. Stay that way. Talk to you next week. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you suddenly had an extra hour show up in your day every day, what would you do with it? Work out, sleep, read a book, play Fortnite, call your mom, take judo lessons, finally watch all the episodes of Shameless. A lot of us spend a lot of our time wishing we had more time. But why? Time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The bad news is that you're not going to get that 25th hour. But... What you can probably do is reprioritize where you spend some of your time. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it with your time. This year, my health is more important to me than cranking out another stand-up special as fast as possible. So I canceled a tour, sacrificed that income, and decided to spend a lot of the time I just got back working out more, resting more, relaxing more, and enjoying time with family, friends, and just myself. And I'm so glad I did. I feel better than I have in a long time. And my BetterHelp therapist, Debbie, was very helpful in getting me to make the decision to pull back. Thank you, Debbie. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. 
Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TimeZuck today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TimeZuck.